What's up, you guys? Oh, no. Oh, what's up, everybody? <laughs> it's your girl, Triple F, Queen Bola, and I am baffled at Whitney's lack of staying pop culture relevant outside of TV shows. <laughs> well, you know, I just be listening to my Google, my, well, my YouTube music playlist and let YouTube suggest to me things that are like the things I already like. <laughs> y'all, y'all pray for your girl. <laughs> because I was like, Whitney, how you don't know? Everybody knows. Let me see you walk. Walk, walk, Saucy Santana. Saucy Santana has that other song too that's really popular. Mm. And I was like, I have you, never heard of him or her or them. She, you, know, you know what she said, guys? She said that the only Santana she ever heard of is the guitarist. Oh my God. I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh, and the character said, from Glee. And you know, that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> anyway, no tagline with. <laughs> all right. Y'all, we were talking about the issues with TikTok, how they have removed all their copyrighted music, and it was affecting my TikToks, y'all. It was. But by yeah. the way, this is Blurred Talk with Bola and Whitney. Hey, guys. Y'all already know. Anyway, you guys know Triple F Queen Bola. And no tagline went over here, who for once had to be the one to interject. The yeah. interjection of yeah. the interjection. <laughs> I brought it in early, but I was just like baffled. Because I was like, what? <laughs> Let me see you walk. Walk, walk. I like that song nope. is everywhere. But anyway, our <laughs> ruined TikTok ambitions. <laughs> we were gonna go. We that was go, that was gonna be a second choice anyway of this song. I don't know about first choice was gonna be RuPaul's Cover Girl. Yeah, that Put was the first choice. But even that walk, wasn't on TikTok. Head to toe, let your whole body talk. Cover Girl. I only know Put that because I watch fashion stuff. Head to toe, let your whole body talk. Walk. Go. I and prefer walk. walk by Santana, Saucy Santana. So. Well, I've never heard of it, but I really like the cover girl song. After, the, after this whole thing, just because I'm like, I know you heard of Saucy Santana. Mm, girl, don't be so sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today, guys, is the second episode. It is March. It is. We're getting into the spring, hopefully soon, to warm up. Yes, I am really waiting for this temperature to rise. Yes, Even though it hasn't been as miserably cold for the last two days. It's a bit nippy, but it's been beautiful days. I'm loving the sun rays. It's hey, you what I did just deceptively then. pretty outside. It is not deceptive. <laughs> no, it is actually gorgeous. Like, I mean, yes, it, it feel looks warm, but it looks gorgeous. It's actually a gorgeous. I mean, day. that's why I say deceptively pretty because the temperature is not pretty. That's not right though. But I'm that's what I'm saying, but it's still pretty. You can't do like, temperatures can't be pretty like we No, but I look outside and I'm like, oh this looks like a beautiful I mean it's a beautiful day aesthetically, but temperature wise you're like you go outside, you're like, well oh God. Y'all okay anyway, this is where me and Whitney differ. I am a I'm personally I do love the cold. Um I just do. I rather have to put on a jacket, mm-hmm. and then like colder temperatures don't bother me as much. Mm-hmm. It could be my New York, you know, birth. I was born in the cold, cold place, you know, mm-hmm. and I used to have to deal with snow. The snow used to be as tall as me when I was younger. <laughs> Frigid temperatures, and I have no problem. Nope. So I rebuke that. <laughs> <laughs> she is she a southern girl at heart. <laughs> She's like, mm, if it's lower than sixty, I'm out. <laughs> Anyway, guys, but today's episode, we are going to be talking about the new movie, Shazam! Fury of the Gods! All right, and so I'm excited about it. (laughs) I'm excited, too. Yeah, because I thoroughly enjoy it. Oh, yeah, you guys. So we're going to get into it. But you know, first we got to do our blurred out. Whitney, can you help a girl out with singing today? (sighs) 
Blurred out. Blurred out. Blurred out. Blurred out. Sounds better when Bola does it, but anyway. I like your version. I like doing the, the bass. Bass. Boom. Boom. I know I pretend like I can beatbox and stuff, but I'm not there with it. Just like practice, like with rapping. What is that? It's one that my oldest nephew taught me. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. think it's, it's like a scat, though. <laughs> I think it's like actually EDM. from um, from Turning Red. Oh, when they okay. started, I've never met nobody like you. Oh, the, the band, the, yeah, the boy yeah. Band okay. that was fire. I'm like, why is this so good? Mm. That movie, uh, I still love that movie so much. I know. It's a good I need one. to. I need to go back and rewatch some of the like those um, really good Disney movies. I need to go back and rewatch Turning Red for like the umpteenth time. And How many rewatch. Times have you seen it? I've seen it. Well, probably like three I or watched four it one times. Time, and also rewatch Encanto. Oh, Encanto's good. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want to watch that again. It is. It's we like don't it, talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. Not a word about Bruno. It was my wedding day. We Let's were get getting married, married, and there wasn't a cloud in the no clouds allowed in the sky. sky. Let's not get into it because <laughs> I'm gonna get into so that whole good. song. I was I, remember I was practicing a little rap from um what was the sister's name? What was the cousin's name again? The um you oh, know what damn. I can't. I can't remember the cousin's name. It's been that long. Mirabelle, Rosa, Rosaline, Louisa, Felix, Antonio, Carmela. Was it Carmela? Dang. Anyway, my bad. I also really love Louisa's song. That's also one of my favorites. I like Louisa's song a lot, too. (laughs) Yeah, um, but the family magical. <laughs> but oh, Bruno man. is still the shining star of that. It's so good. It's just what so is good. that? I saw like a YouTube, I think you might have showed me the YouTube video on it, um, talking about that style where all of the lines like overlap each other at certain points. Because, you know, um, the aunt says her lines with her husband, and then um, the cousin who can hear the stuff says hers at some point. And yes, then at they one use point, the same they, time signature. Yeah. But they change up like how they sing. So it's like, it's the same thing, but it's like three different ways of singing. So it sounds different. They tried to make it for each character. Carmelo was the Carmelo was the um, the shape shifting, the shape shifting boy. I don't know if it was Carmelo though. Are you sure it's not Carmelo? I don't, no, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, they I, the it's YouTube cool. video was talking about there's like a name for it because I know each one did their mm-hmm. own line, but then later there's in the song they're awesome. all singing their specific lines at the same time. Yeah. It's cool. It is cool. Because you have, like, because it's like if you speed up the words, you can fit it into the time signature. So that's what they did with the one that could um could hear things. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I'm so mad. I forget her name. <laughs> oh, and I loved her character. Because I was happy she got the guy in. Anyway. But, um. <laughs> anyway. Right? And then you have the <laughs> Felix and them singing their way. And then you have seven foot rain. Rats all on his back. back. When he calls your name. And it all fades to black. When you see Earth screams. Sweeps on your dreams. Or something like that. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. Y'all, my throat's messed up. Normally, I would sing better than that. But. <laughs> I liked how it was different. I can't wait. Anyway, I, he really needs to get, get his E guys. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda is so freaking talented. He's very talented. Like freaking, it's not even just talented. It's like genius level. Yeah, I would agree. Musical genius. Yes. Writing genius. Mm. I'm in awe of him. 
And I just, I'm waiting for him to write his next song. And it's funny how, musical. like, like even some of my other favorites, like, um, Moana is one of my new, newer favorites. Well, mm-hmm. um, Encanto and Moana. And then finding out that Hamilton. he did the music for Moana, I'm like, oh, that's probably why it was so awesome. Right. But it's just, ah, love it. Anything he does the music for, it's going to be, you're welcome. <laughs> I can just hear the rock in my voice, in my head. I am particularly like, fond of shining. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into the blurred out. That was like a mini blurred out. Yeah. No, we'll just put Disney. <laughs> Lin-Manuel's Disney <laughs> as one of the things we're blurting out about. Okay. Even though it's so, not limited to just Disney. Yeah, that's true. But what are you blurting out about today, Whitney? Um. You know what? You put me in mind of one that I hadn't um, anticipated blurting out about, but it reminded me. So my mom on Friday, yeah, it was Friday, when I was hanging out with her, she had gotten the email, and she informed me of what the 2023 to 2024 Broadway and Richmond season is going to have. And she was like, she had me guess. And oh my God, the lineup is amazing. Is Lion King coming back? No, it's going to be Frozen. Oh, wow. Tina. Six, um, Beetlejuice, Ooh. um, To Kill a Mockingbird, which I'm not as um excited about because I'm like, is that a musical or probably is that not. just like? Because I'm like, okay, probably not. Okay, I forget what the sixth one was, but it was just this lineup is amazing. Okay. I haven't seen any of those, so maybe I need to go. I haven't been to a show in like ages, and I love musicals, but mainly because they end up like streaming them or putting them as films. Mm. So I will watch them that way. Or I've seen like Beetlejuice, but I've never seen Beetlejuice the musical. I haven't either, but um, my friend Todd, um, I want to say he said he saw it and he said it was really good. So mm. I'm excited about it. And plus there's this one song that's on like one of my playlists. Whenever I get in like a musical mood, it like surfaces on my YouTube music playlist pretty often called, uh, I think it's Say My Name. And it's oh, really Beyonce? good. No, oh. from the Beetlejuice um, oh, okay. uh, cast recording. Okay. But it's a really good song. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Right. So excited. learning out about Broadway season. Yes. Hey. And the next um, Broadway for us to go see is going to be Hamilton coming up in April. You guys are going to watch it again? I am, as long as my dad is not trying to, uh, you know, elbow me out on it. But I'm sure he'll just be wanting to see, to see for the second time Ain't Too Proud, mm. which was very good. So I'm like, that's cool. I'll go see uh, Hamilton again. Okay, it's cool, cool, cool. There was what? Oh, I'll probably have to be paying for my own ticket for Tina because my dad will probably want to <laughs> be in on that one. you don't ever talk about your dad going to watch well, stuff Well, you know, you he's not like... He's a sports guy. He's not like big into. That's why I'm surprised. Like uh, musicals, I know you've said that before. But it depends on the topic, because like mm. he was excited to see once we picked. Um, what was it? Two years? It, it was probably 2019, because it was before the pandemic, of course. Um, our last one we saw was "Ain't Too Proud," and we had a lot of family members who ended up wanting to go see that one. Mm. And you know, um, even ones who aren't like big into theater, but because of what Tina, it was. Hey, Tina's music and, and rock. Right. So my dad will probably in, be interested in seeing it because of what the production is. Mm, mm. So, yeah. But he's just like, you know, he went, he's seen um, Lion King with us when I paid for t- like years ago. It was probably near a decade ago where I paid for the tickets for mm-hmm. my family. And he went to see it, of course, because like, I was paying and everything. And I'm nice sure he gesture. liked it, but he, it's not, you know how you can like something, but it's not something that you're going to spend money to go Yeah, all the see. time, yeah. So, that's just the thing. 
It depends on what the musical is about. He doesn't necessarily dislike them, but it's not like his top okay. choice of something he's going to be going. Okay, that's cool. So your family and all of you are going to Broadway coming up this year? Um, well, when, not year. like necessarily all the family. We haven't decided on what we're going to see yet, but we are planning to go back to New York this year. Yeah. But that actually makes it interesting for what we go see because a number of the things that we were considering, well, a couple of things we were considering my mom was really interested in seeing tina and we're like sweet it's coming to us so now we can pick something else Mm -hmm. since that's going to come to us exactly and also i wanted to see frozen so i'm excited that it's actually coming to the animation is so good it is but it's like and it's not idina menzel so i'm like it isn't but it's gonna still be good because some of their new songs i've got like um i've heard it you know the the soundtrack Mm mm-hmm Oh. Yeah, and plus, like seeing how they accomplish certain things, theater magic is just what I love. Okay, okay. I love the seeing how magic. creatively. As long as it wasn't Wizard, Wizard of Oz was such a disappointment. Like they were so lazy oh, <laughs> with the wow. stuff; they just put like a screen up Whitney and just projected. Out, like through all the most anyway. <laughs> yeah, unlike like Lion King, like the way they did the like stampede where they had like the roller and the things mm. on there. That was so cool and creative. I've never seen Lion King. So, oh, okay, yeah. okay, but like stuff like that. It's just like I'm always interested to see how they accomplish these things creatively. You're right, because it's like I'm not gonna lie. If the Cursed Child Harry Potter ever came, I would definitely like fork over the money and go because <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see the hurt. But I don't know. They might be doing a movie of the Cursed Child, so we'll see. But I heard that the the magic, the way they did it, I heard that the show for the Cursed Child was amazing. Yeah, One of my there's friends, a difference. Ashley, so it was really good. I mean, if they adapt it, cool, but there is a difference between an adaptation and like like they did with Hamilton on Disney Plus where they shot the actual performance. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed because that. it's different seeing like the stage magic they use to accomplish something versus, you know, doing visual effects or special effects mm-hmm. to accomplish it to make it look like it's just there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's it's different and it's cool to just see it. So I'm super It's the original way to do it. You know, the original way, it was the first movies. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even have to be necessarily the original because, you know. No, I'm just saying how, like, that's what people used to have before movies came around. Ah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Right, what else you learned out about? Let me about? see. Let me see. Oh, so we talked about on our last episode, um, you know, the upcoming Oscars, which are now in the past. Mm. So blurting out about, like, Michelle Yeoh winning Oh, actually, I wanted to do a shout out. On okay, that. go ahead. Yeah. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. Like, go ahead. That's yeah. what I wanted to talk about, too. <laughs> This can be a, sh- a shared blurt out. Why don't we okay. do, well, we shared this one before yeah. I go to my, uh, well, I'll do my other ones and then we'll come back then. Oh, that was my, this was a lot of my, yeah, this was my. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll do, okay. we'll, then we'll do our share. <laughs> okay. You want to go, we want to go into it's the mine. shared. Okay. Or you want to just do the shared one? Let's do the shared one. Then yeah, I'll let's do the shared one. So I really, I, I wanted to even call it a topic in blackness, but. Uh, now let's not get into the specifics. But um, I was <laughs> super, super, super happy for everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. We were took a chance on the film. Like I'm not gonna lie, I looked at it and I just was like, "What is this about?" Because <laughs> I was like, oh, "The multiverse is continuing." But when we watched it, we were like, "Oh, this has to be an episode." Yes, it is that amazing sci-fi weirdness. It was yeah. Amazing. There's no way of film. I don't know how they did it. That a film that has hot dog fingers. Butt plug fights <laughs> and random stuff, and it is like amazing. I just don't know how they did it, but it's, it's the most random film ever I've ever seen in my life. But it was very good, very compelling. 
It the is. way they told that story, I was like, wow. So I'm just happy because they done swept at the Oscars, y'all. Yeah, they, they did. swept. They got best picture. They got best supporting male. They got best supporting female. Although, <clears throat> not going to say nothing about that. No, I do want to say something about that. All right, go ahead. So, Jamie Lee Curtis won um, best supporting, uh, what actress. do you call it? Actress. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Okay. <laughs> and um, I was happy for her because this is like her, her first Oscar. And I'm not upset that she won, but if, but um, what's her name? Stephanie Stephanie Sue. Sue. Okay, thank you for the pronunciation. Stephanie Sue was also up for it for everything, everywhere, all at once. And based on their roles in the movie. I think she should not have gotten it. I think, I think that Stephanie, Stephanie Sue should have gotten, gotten it. Right. And I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she deserves to have an Oscar. But based off of like the spe- based off the movie, I think Stephanie Sue and just like like just that one scene where she's like, "I'm just tired," and I'm like, "That is an Oscar worthy performance." And honestly, I think it really should have been between Stephanie Sue and mm-hmm. Angela Bassett yeah. for Wakanda Forever. That's I'm not upset that um, Jamie Lee Curtis won, but I think. Honestly, it should have been between those two. That's why I wanted to call it a topic in, topic in blackness because I w- I'm not going to lie. I was really hoping and pulling for Angela Bassett mm-hmm. because, again, I just think she should have been had an Oscar by now. Mm-hmm. But you know how they roll in society and stuff. And I looked at the performance difference. And as much as, like you said, I, I'm not going to lie. When, that, when I heard it and that it happened, like while it was, I didn't watch the show, but mm-hmm. I was watching the, the stuff on the phone that night. Mm-hmm which is where all I get all my news Instagram <laughs> the next night or the night of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, y'all are joking, right? And I was like, what is this? And I was like, how did she not win? And then I did not realize Stephanie Sue was nominated. Mm. And when I saw that she was also nominated, I was like, now, come on. There is a discrepancy here because, again, performance, you got to give it to I'm like, this is a movie about Asians. I'm like, you should just give it to her. I mean, I, I don't think it should, they should give it to her just because it's about I Asians. I think the Asians should, should have just swept the whole thing. It really I think have. it should be based off of the performance, but performance-wise and role in the movie-wise. I agree. I don't think I don't think she had that in... I don't, she definitely was a supporting role, but it was not a supporting role that was like on the level of Stephanie Sue's performance role. Mm. You know, and I just was like, I don't see why she got this. Mm. I, I think she's acted more in like Freaky Friday. Then, you know, then this, like, you know what I mean? She wasn't even on screen that often. And I didn't say she did a bad job, but I was just like, I don't know about that. I, just to me, I was like, Stephanie Sue did her thing, and she was all over that film doing all this different stuff and scenes and everything. I just was like, I don't, I don't know who was making the decisions. And I don't think they made it correctly. Now, people are saying it's not fair, because I know I be getting at people, too, sometimes, because I'm like, I feel the same way when they're always like, Beyonce should have won this and that. And then I'm like, some other people, they produce great art too. Mm-hmm. Let them win something. for uh, Beyonce got 30-something uh, Grammys. Let Harry Styles win some. He just started music. Like, come on. Now, on so, the other hand, though, I disagree slightly with that. If yours was the best, but by whose standards? That's the thing. That, that's, that's also the thing. Somebody it is, could it think is, she did the best. So It is subjective, but yeah. just because someone has a lot of awards, if their art was like that great, they shouldn't not get it just because they have that many awards. That's true, too. But so, I was saying it because everyone was like getting mad that Beyonce didn't win 
album of the year every year that she has a new album. And I was like, like there well, I agree with what you said. There are other great artists. She won like Urban Album of the Year, but then they had like other people win mm-hmm. like Adele won one year and everyone thought Beyonce should have won for Lemonade. And then last year this no, this year, Harry Styles won instead of her. And mm-hmm. I was like, Harry Styles album is actually very good too. Like so I know what you mean. It's really hard, Whitney, to be like It is hard. But for me, for this particular one, I'm not saying that she's not deserving. Because mm-hmm. it is her first time. And I'm like, yeah, she's been acting for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But again, I have to you have to look at the performance. I like who did the most support to me and did the strongest one mm-hmm. was Stephanie Sue. Yeah. And I, agree I think with that. she should have won it instead. If you were gonna put both of them in the category. Mm-hmm. I would definitely pick her over. Like to me, I feel like she had like I feel like um, Jamie Lee Curtis had like a tertiary role. Mm. If you're gonna do like hierarchy, primary was definitely Michelle Yeoh. Then secondary was definitely Stephanie Sue and P. But Kwan. it's not for secondary character; it's for supporting. That's actors. what I'm saying. The supporting people are secondary usually. So well, it doesn't say secondary; it says supporting. Anybody well, can I'm gonna be put supporting. It on I'm going to put it on it. And I was like, third. <laughs> That's my tertiary, okay? But I, I don't know. So it was a big thing. And people were pissed off that Angela Bassett didn't win at all. And I was like, yeah. I was upset that she didn't win because her performance was deserving of I it. I think so, too. But there are, there are a lot of performances. Like, Everybody competition can be steep. Yeah. And even though someone is deserving of winning... If there's a year where there's like really good competition, you can't, it's like, you can't be upset. I mean, you can be upset that the person didn't get like an award, but you can't be mad at the person who did win it when it was like deserved. Cause like, yeah. I don't know what, when she, pers- when Angela Bassett was up for it, um, I wanna say, in What's Love Got to Do with It, excellent performance, deserving of an Oscar. But I don't know what did win. Cause yeah. if I knew what did win, ago. it might be hard to, you, you, you might be like, okay. Yeah. You can't necessarily say that. Right. It's very difficult. But um, congratulations to everybody. Because they also, uh, Michelle Yeoh won. I was so happy. And her and Kihei Kwan's, they both of the oh speeches were amazing. I, I was so happy for them. I, I was, was extremely so happy. pleased for them. And for the Daniels that won. Yes. That made the, the, they won so I think they won like seven out of the 11 awards that they were nominated for. That sounds about, well, the movie did. Yeah, the film. Like yeah, yeah, everything, yeah. everyone, all at but once. But they got, um, I think, best directing and best picture. Uh, they got the major ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's always wondering about best picture, best. Um, I think they got screen. I think they got writing as well. Yeah, they j- they didn't no, get editing. No, they didn't. Best screenwriting, no, because the best screenwriter went to the woman who wrote the the, the, the screenplay for Women Talking. You know what? Speaking of seeing like their little you know they did clips of all of the things that were up for best picture well no you didn't because you didn't watch it well they did throughout the oscars they did like little trailers for every film that was up for best picture throughout the uh awards ceremony and seeing the clips for women talking i had never heard of it until watching the oscars but i'm like this looks intriguing Mm -hmm. i'm like you, I don't have like a great idea of exactly what it's about, but the scenes that I saw, I'm like, this looks like something I might want to see. I knew it has something to do about the people in that time, like some Amish community. Mm-hmm. But it was like a series of like a bunch of women had been abused mm-hmm. by either their husbands or other males in the community, and they were like not allowed to talk 
about it, but I felt like in this one they were going to have it where the women now wanted to speak up mm-hmm. to do something. So they were all kind of afraid, but they were all conversing together about what should be done about those perpetrators. Mm-hmm. That's the premise that I remember here when I first heard about it. Um, there is more, so forgive me if I didn't get everything, but there is more to it. Okay. But I know that was like the main premise. Gotcha. But it looks interesting. By the way, they got best original screenplay for everything everywhere. All original screenplay. Yeah. Okay. There was also another one for, edit, you know, like an adapted something. I'm not sure who well, got maybe that. It wasn't. I just knew that the woman who wrote that, she also got a writing award. So oh, maybe it was have... because it was adapted from something and they okay, got maybe that. Maybe it was adapted from something. I don't know what it is. But anyway, the Oscars was like, now the award season is over. But to be fair, like all of the other people, they have been winning awards. Like, honestly, Ki Kwan, Michelle Yeoh, and the cast and crew, they had been winning awards from all the other times, like the Golden Globes mm. and the SAG Awards, the mm-hmm. Brits, you know, the, well, no, the Brits are music. The SAG Awards, mm-hmm. um, just a BAFTA, BAFTA, the English yeah. version. So they had been winning awards all season. And I know that Angela Bassett got the Golden Globe, but I also... She, she's deserving an Oscar. She does. She does deserve an Oscar. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, yeah. She, But that's not to say that there aren't many people who deserve an Oscar. It's who, hard to say, but it's just it like... It just it's, depends it's, on it's, what it's your competition was. If it's like a steep competition year, it's like, oh, I really like this person, but it's like, but who, I can't be... I don't even know who else won. Like, who else was in that category for supporting? I was like, who's that other girl and what movie is she in? <laughs> I can't remember who the other ones were. I think because I think like the I think everything everywhere all at once and Wakanda and Angela Bassett for Wakanda Forever were the only ones where I had actually. Oh wait, I think that um, what is her name? Carrie Condon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For she the, was also in a Sharon, and she yeah. was she was great. I felt bad for them because they didn't win not one award, but and it was I a thought heavy that Barry, uh, like Barry Keoghan, is it Keoghan? Keoghan. Kilgan, his performance in The Banshees of Inisherin was great. And I thought, well, I mean, he had pretty steep competition. In he Kiki was also Klan. up against, um, he was also up against Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. So that was, that's difficult right there. Because Brendan Gleeson definitely deserves a, um. He was very strong, but something about, I don't know, something about Barry's performance, Barry's performance just stri- hit me. Striking, yes. yes. So I was like, oh, man, that was an Oscar-worthy performance. And you guys, don't forget, we did review that, so go listen back to that yeah. episode. <laughs> go, okay. Well, go listen back to both of them, because we did everything everywhere all at yeah, once, so and the Banshees of Inisherin. If y'all haven't watched them, we recommend them both highly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else was nominated that year. There was a movie called Tar, everyone was talking about. And The Whale, I have not seen that. I have not seen it, and I didn't but know I if I was going to be for, interested. Um, I was happy for, I was so happy was for happy Brendan. for him. Fraser, Fraser. Right? Fraser, Fraser. No, Fraser. Fraser okay. Because like I was watching, reading an article or watching a thing about how everyone all of his career had pronounced it incorrectly, and he just got used to it. But it actually is Fraser. Okay. And not Fraser. And he has some beautiful looking sons. I saw his sons over there. Oh, I, like, I did not see his sons. I was like, okay, he has some cute <laughs> sons. But then he was also very gorgeous. Back yes, in the day. he was a hard. Remember George of the oh Jungle? My God. George. George, George of the jungle, strong as he can be. Watch out for the tree. Watch out for the bing, boom, boom, ah, tree. <laughs> yes, and in I the mummy, oh my God, he was just. Oh. Yeah, he was a hot. He was, he was a, a heartthrob. Heartthrob. I, I think George of the jungle was my favorite thing he did, though. I, 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 uh, I think the mummy still for me. Okay. Well, I also love him as the voice of um, Robot Man. In um, 
Doom Patrol. You should really watch okay. Doom Patrol. It's let another me, weird one, but it's really good. Okay. Let me blurt out my, my other things yes. real quick because we got a really long on that one, but <laughs> I was like, hey, we had to talk about it, y'all. We had to talk about it. Okay, so I'll briefly mention mine, too. I also wanted to shout out for the award season. Abbott Elementary. I'm <gasps> so proud of Quinta Brunson. It's such From a good seeing show. Seeing her back at the 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 um the BuzzFeed days back in 2012 and 2013. From watching her then and then seeing where she is like 10 years later, she really just and the show is amazing. It we is. Watched the it's most an recent episode and me and were dying. Like I always want to rewatch the episode. Every single episode is so good. It's great, and I'm like, I just I'm so I'm proud of Abbott. I'm so proud. Abbott, yeah, I'm, same. Abbott I'm so happy her. for her because I was like, I was disappointed when she wasn't in what was it the second season or the third season of black lady sketch show yeah 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 but which season did she it was like season she came up in season one so she wasn't in season two or okay three. so she wasn't they in season two her, yeah. so i was like i was like disappointed when she wasn't in there but oh my gosh she has a fantastic show she did right. such an awesome that job girl is also quinta brunson has been slaying this award season <laughs> i mean i follow her instagram mm. and i don't know if you guys you need guys in the check it because every outfit that she has been wearing to all these award shows and parties, I'd be like, look at you. <laughs> just slay all day. The all team right. is like doing it. I just love her, all her looks for the award season. And they've been winning. The cast has been winning. I'm just proud of her and happy for all of them. So that was my last little plug. Um, anyway, so I'm going to just uh, keep this anyway. to one blur out. Um, I'm blurring out about Shadow and Bone, actually. Ah. So season two dropped this week. And I started watching the very day because I have been waiting for this <laughs> forever. Whitney doesn't know, but I'm a super fan of the books. Whitney actually does know. Okay. <laughs> I'm a super fan of the books. Um, I love the show. I do. I love the show from the, from the onset. And the show made me buy the books mm-hmm. and read all of them. <laughs> but the writing kept me into the books. Like, mm. Leo Bardugo is an exceptional writer. So I'm storyteller, and I, I love what she did. Mm. Now, I know that adaptations have to be different. Mm-hmm. And they might do things, and I, they can't be exactly like the books because they you could just do more in a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and but my issue with season two, as I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, but my issue with season two, and it's hard to talk about this because season two is actually very. If you're looking like cinematically, mm-hmm. season two is actually very good, mm-hmm. very very good. It's like it's a very jam packed, action packed series season, and you're like, wow. They really like went to level ten from season one. Hmm. However, they changed a crap load of shit. Like they just took like to me based off of what I watched and read. I'm a red, excuse mm-hmm. me. And I was like, oh, good. I did not expect whatever what happened and unfolded in season two to happen so quickly. Mm-hmm. I personally think they jam packed it a little too much hmm. because there's so much story in this. And then I was like, y'all, I was like, the beginning started off pacing itself well, mm-hmm. but towards the middle and end of the, because there's only eight episodes. Each one's like an hour long. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little movie, each one, you know? Mm-hmm. However, I felt like they jam-packed it, and then they just like pick and chose what they wanted from the rest of the book series. Mm-hmm. The series is, because there's multiple series in this world. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. And then it was throwing me off while I was watching, because I was like, this is out of sequence. I was like... This doesn't happen until book three. I thought this was. I thought this season was going to be just book two, mm-hmm. and then some crow stuff from book one of the crow series. Mm-hmm. But it's just like they just was like the. I mean, not gonna lie, Eric Heisner. He just was like, I'm just gonna do what I want. And I watched the ending, and I was not pleased because to me, they did take liberties. They did like a what if with it. You know how the what if show? Mm-hmm. They did like a what if with 
and like totally changed the outcome of the books. Hmm. Like in the show, they totally changed it. It's a completely different ending. And I was like, what is this? And to me, I was like, well, this kind of messed up to me the character. Because Leah Bardugo did a perfect job painting the characters and this and that. And I was like, this fundamentally changes the character to me. And I didn't like that. Now, the show is not bad. It's great. But it's actually number one everywhere right now. Hmm. All like multiple countries. It's number one. It's doing very well for itself. I just hope they rectify some stuff that didn't like go that well because the, on Instagram, oh, plenty of us were talking. Mm-hmm. A lot of like, I'm not the only one that feels this way. That I was like, wow, y'all just really like decided to like y'all gonna do whatever y'all want with this series. And I guess Leah, I'm surprised that Leah would actually agree for these kind of fundamental changes. You well, know what I mean? I feel like. If you sign the rights to have like your work adapted, if they want to bring you as a, in as a consultant, fine. She's but an unless, executive producer, actually. But unless you're the director or the actual screenwriter, mm. like I feel like you probably sign over a certain amount of ability to say you can't do that. I don't know. I just was like, is she greenlight some of this stuff? I was like, well, I feel like she probably is, wouldn't have the I was like, this is not her. Too. This is not Alina. This is not, I was like, this is not happening. This doesn't happen. And I was just like, what is going, and then I'm like, is there going to be a season three? And then I felt like one character in particular didn't get his justice due. Like, he was hardly in the series. And I was like, how are you not going to have him in, and everybody, plus all the new people are all together doing stuff. How are you going to have him just not there? I was very, like, not pleased with how Maybe they dealt with it. Maybe it was a scheduling conflict. No, he was there. Because the behind the scenes, he was part of the whole thing. It, okay, I'll just say Matthias' character hmm. is, like, locked away. You guys know at the end of season one mm-hmm. that she, he gets sent to Hellgate. And Nina did that to save his life. Mm-hmm. And then you see him in there. But I did not expect him to be there the whole season. Mm-hmm. And I did not expect him to not really be. Like, to me, it's like the, he, they didn't give him enough scenes. I'm but not you also say what said happened, on the other side that they jam-packed too much stuff. So maybe yeah, that was yeah. one thing that they were like, we need to focus on this in it's season just, three. It's, it's a whole jumble of stuff that I was just like, yo, I was not happy by the end. I was loving it. And there's certain episodes that are like so good. When mm-hmm. you're looking, when you're talking about TV show-wise mm-hmm. and like cinematic-wise, you're like, this is good. Mm-hmm. S- episode six is my absolute favorite. But I was like... And episode episode seven is very good as well. Episode eight just I was like, "Yo, what are y'all doing?" <laughs> and I think they jam packed too much in, and it, it was it felt very rushed. That I felt like I hope people who didn't read the books can like follow along well mm-hmm. because I was like I felt like they were being too ambitious. Mm-hmm. And to me, it looked like if I, I'll I'll finish on this because I don't want to put the point too much. The show is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is very good. You do may need to watch it more than once to really catch everything mm-hmm. or like watch one and think about it and then watch the next one and think about it mm-hmm. because it's, a lot happens. But it will continue like as the show is going, you want to keep watching. It's not like something that's dull mm-hmm. or boring or lags. I just think there's too much in there. However, I will say this, Eric Heisner, I, I'm not pleased with what you did, but I think also that I felt like if he really was so much into the crows that he should have just adapted the crows and then left Alina's story out of it. Because, again, Alina and the Crows, even though they're in the same 
story. They they don't actually meet at all. Like, mm. The Lena and the Darkling, all that stuff is them. Mm-hmm. The crows are their own story. Mm-hmm. And they don't interact at all. So I was like, why didn't they just do it like that? Why didn't he was... Because that's the book he was interested in, actually, because of the heist nature and everything. Mm. And I was like, why didn't he just do the crows and just do their own spinoff? Like, that's what me and my sister were talking about. They were like, why didn't he just do a spinoff and just, just do the only the crow story? Mm-hmm. They have so much story in their books that you could just you could do a whole season. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's just a problem with adaptation. That's my main issue. Um, but I am going to rewatch the show to see if I can reappreciate what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? So I have to, I looked at it the first time just to get everything to see what they did, and then I was like, let me step back and be like, okay, think about people that are adapt. Think about people who don't watch this or who don't read the books. Mm-hmm. Think about it this way: How is this show? So mm-hmm. I'm going to rewatch it to see if I can be like, okay, I can be down with this. But it's gonna take me some time. I'm, I was like, I was so amped, and I watched it like in like a day and a half, and then I was like, by the end, I was like, what happened? How did this happen? It's a great cliffhanger. It is a great cliffhanger. It was very like Game of Thronesish mm-hmm. how they ended the series. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, Whitney, I was like, what is this? Like this doesn't happen. Anyway, I'm done with my blurt out. But I feel like that it, just to chime in on that i think adaptation you do it is a separate thing so you can't i mean it is based off of something else but you really have to look at it as its own thing because they're gonna like people are gonna create stuff because they like the material but film and literature are two different things so you can't do the exact same thing so i think you really do have to look at it separately and me I feel like almost it might be well sometimes it's not possible for something like this where the second season just came out but you were so into it that you're like I'm gonna go read the books but I feel like reading the books sometimes can spoil the movies for you because you're like well they didn't have this and you're like (sighs) I was telling my sister about the book points and she was like oh that happened she's like I like that better than what they did Hmm. I was like you see where I'm at and then she's like, okay, but then they could do a what? And she was the one that gave me the what if idea. Mm. She's like, let's just say they tried to do a what if instead. Mm-hmm. And because I watched what if mm-hmm. on Disney plus the Marvel what if, I was like, okay, maybe that's the take they were taking. My main issue was that I felt like there was so much story, so many important things that they kind of blew over them because they're trying to jam pack everything in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can't blow over this this particular thing or Jenya's thing or this thing. Like there was too important stuff to mm-hmm. me that I'm like, you can't just give it this little one spot. I just think it makes, cause they were written so beautifully. Mm-hmm. You got to give this stuff some more attention. And I didn't, I thought because they were sacrificing, having fitting everything in to s- giving some things, the attention they need to slow it down. And I don't think they did that that well to me this year. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it's a fire series. It is it's it's really not bad at all. I just think it's pacing was the main issue. Okay, but I mean that's a good. fair whether it's the adaptation or something else. Pacing is a valid yeah issue. It, it's, it's it speeds up real fast, and then you have to like you have to be like you have to like really focus because mm-hmm. it's like so many stories are going back and forth between many different characters. Mm. And so I was like, if they had just set the stage slowly, I was like, you didn't have to accomplish all this. I mean, the woman did it in three books. Like, you didn't have to do this thing right now. Like, mm-hmm. y'all could have saved this big thing for the next season. But they just Assuming like, they've already gotten the green light. You know, Netflix has been kind of cutthroat lately. You know what? We need to talk about it. Because Netflix has been really, you're right. They never greenlit 
Well, I thought I heard that Netflix usually gives at least four seasons to something. That back in the day, I don't think it was necessarily four. I think I sometimes they would do two or three. But like, and I think this has been on more than one. Like Netflix and especially HBO Max have been like. Because HBO Max has just been, like, canceling stuff that already got the green light and right, stuff like that. And stuff that had right. full filming. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Batgirl movie, they're like, it was done. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the like, Nevers. I was very mad that they had canceled that. Well, um, I actually read that they didn't cancel it. They're going to release it to, like, a Another ad-supported case. streaming. Okay. Oh, I remember. But I was just mad because I was like, where's my show? <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that's all for, for me. I, I hope you do watch it with me. I'm not mm. I don't wanna tell anyone that not to watch it with my critique, but it's just like someone who read the books and I appreciated the story that she laid out. Mm-hmm. I and I thought they were going on the same page, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now to see that they were not. Mm. Some things they did were brilliant. Mm -hmm. Some things I was like, wow, this is a brilliant use of the other materials that she have combining it together. Mm -hmm. There was like a one section where I was like, wow, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. But then other things where I was like, you guys just took this part and just ran it and just drew. And like, you like, you like, like I did a drive by with it. Just like, (laughs) we're going to drive by this point and this point and this point. And I was like, oh, slow down, slow your roll. You know, and I was like, Whoa, you just blew up like the the actual book series. You know, anyway, <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, I think that's it for our blurred outs, you guys. Let's roll into the movie. Yes, yes, yes. So let's talk about it, guys. First Shazam! things first. <laughs> What's my name? What's my superhero name? Shazam. Oh. <laughs> uh, so you guys, um, first impressions. I was... Like, this is such an enjoyable watch. Like, it is. Oh, my God. This is such a lighthearted, fun, great, great message. That, this is my first impressions. And I was, like, I was so happy. I was, mm. like, in, I was like just happy, all fuzzy inside. Not because it was, like, very lighthearted or whatever, but yeah, I just loved I, the film. Yeah, that's what I was like, kind of like. It's, I just got enjoyable. It's I felt upbeat, so enjoyable. But it's not, it's not, like. Like you it's said, not it's, not, it's not super lighthearted, but it's, like, it's a, it's a positive. It's not, like, you know how some superhero movies have kind of a darker tone. It's not, mm-hmm. like, one of those. That's exactly it. I just, and then it was so funny, and then I mm-hmm. like the family dynamic of this story, and especially for somebody who really dislikes DC films. <laughs> I was like, now nah, this is how you do a film, DC. Why can't you let this go for all your other stuff? Like, and I want to say, like, going off of what you said, like, comedy-wise... They struck like a perfect balance. Right. Because it's great to have like comedy, but you still don't want to lose like the kind of heart of it with the comedy, which I think was the problem with like Thor Love and Thunder. Mm. Like it had so much comedy that they lost Mm -hmm. the like heartfelt parts. You had like Jane Foster having like, you know, cancer storyline and stuff. And it's like, but you put so much comedy yeah. that you didn't let something sink. Be heavy, yeah. Yeah. This is Thor's last, like, Ford movie. He was trying to be with her. They did not do that. But this film, they, they just did a good job with They um, struck a great balance. Mm-hmm. And that normally doesn't happen in DC films. <laughs> with the exception of Wonder Woman, will be the only one I say. And, and I mean, the first Aquaman Shazam movie was also bad. good. Which one? The first Shazam. Oh, of course. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. I love the first Shazam from the beginning. Mm-hmm. The second one was even better. Like, this yeah, is how you agreed. build a, 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 a film franchise, you mm-hmm. know? Like, now the Shazam world, I'm like, I'm here for the Shazam world. I hope that they continue with, like, um, Zachary Levi yeah. and his family at Shazam. Because I know they're, like, um, what's his name? 
from mm. Guardians of the Galaxy, the director. Oh, I don't know. James Gunn. Okay. James Gunn is now like the head of DC Studios, and they're kind of like discontinuing the DCEU, and now it's just going to be like the, I think they're just calling it the DCU. Mm. Um, so they're going to like, you know, restart like Wonder Superman. Woman. There's like, there's been no real news on Wonder Woman. And there's not been really any news on Shazam. We know that Black Adam is not going to have, and like Superman, like Henry Cavill as Superman is not going to be happening. But like, it kind of. But the Flash, the Flash, we saw the Flash trailer. We did, but that might be how they're going to do it. They might be using the Flash because you know it's going to do the multiverse thing to, mm. you know, restart it. And, and then um, it. Kevin Costner is actually coming back as the Batman. That is but so then, good. That's going to be so cool. You, Bola missed it because she was like not in the theater during the trailers, but like the Flash trailer was fire. I did watch the Flash trailer. Oh, I, I thought just you wasn't there for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. That, that, the yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. I watched the Flash one. trailer. Yeah. But um, my thing was Ben Affleck is also in it. In the Flash movie. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, the Flash movie does look good, but I just, I don't know why I have an issue. And I shouldn't, but I have an issue watching it with Ezra Miller being there. And I'm like, I mean, you should not stand. But I You shouldn't. know why you have an issue. <laughs> Many people have an issue. There's a valid reason to have No, I mean, I shouldn't have, have an, an issue. issue to watch the film. Oh, okay. But again, I also don't support their use of him still after all the crap he was doing and it's still doing. Yeah, but there's more than just him involved in the movie and it kind of sucks to throw other people's that's, that's art the and reason, stuff down the, the tube because he was... And like, a lot of people off. have posited that they're going to have a new Flash like because of the whole multiverse thing. Yeah. I also just have a aversion to him as the Flash from the beginning. Not even before. To have, I've never had a problem with Ezra Miller before. Mm-hmm. I actually, since um, the Wallflower movie, I actually like enjoyed watching I know, watching I him. loved him. And I love that movie, period, but I loved him in that I movie. Enjoyed just, I, do, I enjoyed watching him, even in the Sorry, Harry Potter. them. My no, bad. not the Harry Potter. The Dumbledore movies. The Fantastic oh, yeah, Beasts yeah, movies. Fantastic Beasts. Seeing him there, I liked seeing him there. But then, I don't know why, but after watching Justice League, I just saw him, and I was like, you don't fit. Like, the whole movie was crap, but I was looking at him. <laughs> oh, wow. I was looking at him, and then I was like, you especially don't fit. One this of these character. things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't, I was like, I don't think the casting was right. Hmm. Not trying to, I'm not, that's what I'm saying. Ezra Miller has acting chops. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, the casting is not correct here for The Flash. Hmm. I was just like, I don't see it. And I wasn't buying it as the film was going along. Hmm. It, he didn't seem like he fit the character he was trying to portray. I know I'm a big fan of The, fi- the Flash, the CW series. Mm-hmm. And how, to me, The Flash all day is Gustin Grant. I don't care. Grant Gustin? Uh, it's, I always mix his name up. <laughs> Grant Gustin. I don't know why I'd be calling him <laughs> Gustin Grant. Anyway, I don't know why I'm anyway. mixing his name up, but I uh, absolutely adore the, him as the Flash. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the Flash, the TV series, mm-hmm. and so I just have like high expectations because I, I have a big soft heart for the Flash. Mm-hmm. I love the Flash because of the show, but him, I was just like, you're not it, and I don't know why. Everybody else, I didn't have a problem with them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Ben Affleck is also, but he didn't. He wasn't as bad to me. Mm-hmm. But watching the movie, I was like, you really don't fit in here. Mm-hmm. So I let I let him go. I even let Ben Affleck go, but Ezra Miller didn't fit into me here. Okay, and I, that was my main issue with him. But again, with the Flash trailer, it might they might be able to pull the DCU up. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's a good movie. So Jim, um, what's his name, Mister Gunn, James Gunn, James Gunn. If he can come out and maybe he, if he green lights it, maybe they can get 
the DCU to be on par with the MCU. I well, don't I think, think that's so. why he. I think that's why they hired him as mm. co CEO with a guy named Peter like, Safran. We're taking here. We need help. Yeah, we're something's not because like. Right. I've loved every single Guardians of the Galaxy. He does such a great job. And again, yeah. they have like a great comedic tone, but they also don't let the heart yeah. suffer from having too much of the but comedic. Thing, why he don't want Henry Cavill? Everybody loves him as Superman, actually. I think he's a great, I think Henry Cavill's a great Superman, but I would have to say that it's probably accurate. What he said, he was like, we didn't fire Henry Cavill. We never hired him. Henry what? Cavill was before he came in. They're like restarting everything. Oh, they're just doing everything new. I don't know if I like that. And there, he's also going to have the first Superman story is also going to be apparently one where Superman is younger. Mm-hmm. So Henry Cavill is not the right age for what they're going to do. They're going to um, do not an origin story, but like a young, like Superman, young I guess Superman. when he was, yeah. There's been so many. I'm not going to lie. I wonder if the, um, if the resources are not better spent just doing another, another DCU character. Like, I don't know. We have so many Supermans. It seems like they're actually doing a lot of, uh, well, at least unknown to me characters for their slate of what they've announced so far. Because I'm like, I don't know who a lot of these people are. So it does look like they're going to be focusing on other characters that a lot of people might not be familiar with, which we've already seen he's done a great job with in Guardians of the Galaxy. Because I was not familiar with any of those characters. The Justice Society. Anyway. It looks like that's what they're going to be doing is focusing on some other characters i mean they're still gonna do a superman a younger one but i'm excited i just i really think that gal gadot is just such a great wonder woman that i really want to see and gal gadot was in shazam let's bring it back to shazam Mm. gal gadot was in shazam and i loved it when that music it's such a great theme i love her theme (laughs) and i was like even i actually saw a tiktok recently Mm -hmm. that said there's a, a DC character called Nubia who is actually Gal Gadot's sister. Well, not Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman's sister. <laughs> yeah, and you I sent it to like, me. We'll put it in the show notes, you guys. I was like, they need to do another movie with a Nubia now. Like, let's do it with Gal Gadot, though, because she was awesome. She so, was awesome. I love that she was in Shazam. I absolutely loved that she showed up to help. I know. Oh, it was a great little treat for, like, fans. Because it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> This movie moment. was full of like fun, funny moments. Like mm-hmm. I love that they did more with the Shazam versions of them, mm-hmm. and then they intertwined it because mm-hmm. you know they only Shazammed up at the end of the of um episode, um, not episode, at the end of the first Shazam movie, mm-hmm. and then their older selves were all there. Mm-hmm. But this one, I love that they went back and forth. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed that so much. It so was cool. I like seeing Megan such Good a perfect, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, such a perfect mix of comedy and like heart. Yes. And that's really what's going to carry a movie. You've got to have something for the audience to connect with, which is also, sorry to go back for a second, when we were talking earlier about like everything, everywhere, all at once. It's super weird. It's got like funny parts, but the thing that makes it as great as it is, is because the the, the heart of the story mm-hmm. is like the theme is like this really heartfelt, like human thing that er- people can connect with. Right. And that's what like makes shazam fury of the gods so great because it's about a boy who was an orphan who's now got he's got a parents he's got a family he never had a family before and it's about him holding too tightly because he's afraid of being of losing them yeah i'm not gonna lie i teared up a little bit in this i teared up like three times i was like dabbing (laughs) dabbing because i was like he and then his family fought to get him back like Mm -hmm. you know and it was so interesting having the powers the sisters the daughters of Atlas. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let's talk about the villains. Um, yes, Lucy Helen, Liu was slaying as a real... See, I was about to go into <laughs> Helen Mirren action. Let's go back to Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu was a boss bitch, y'all. Yes. She was like a little Emphasis too on the bitch part. <laughs> I, I was like, she was too bossy. And Whitney was like, she was too bitchy. And I was like, you right about both. We right about both. Like, she, was, she, was, she was doing a lot. Doing too much she out was here. Doing too much, and I was like, "How you going?" Spoilers. Um, how you going? Like, stab your own sister. You know like, we're I supposed to be building this thought? shit together. This is an interesting foil. Mm. When you just said that, I thought about that. Killing your sister. Killing your sisters. Um, Billy is trying to hold so hard to his family and not lose anyone, and she has sacrificed her entire family for right. for this. Like, it's a nice parallel. It, it is. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an interesting foil. Like one who will do anything to save his family. Like you can have all these powers and whatnot just so I can keep my family safe. And she's like, um, I'm gonna kill this sister. I'm gonna take the powers of this one and be like, I bump know. you. She only had the two sisters, and she was like, I'm gonna I'm de-godify you, the youngin', because I feel like you're a traitor, and then I'm gonna kill you because you just in my way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she did that to her older sister. And, and you I don't have like, anybody else left. You have no one else left. Not and to you- mention, her power is so sucky. Like, I was looking at the other two, like, so Helen Mirren, her power was, uh, she had the power of the elements. Mm-hmm. And then she had the chaos power, which I think is terrible. I was like, "Oh, you're just mean, gonna be bad." In use, it was—I mean, it was very useful for her. Mm-hmm. Was like somebody have chaos, like, like chaos magic in the in the Marvel universe mm. with um with our, Agatha? our girl um, Scarlet Witch. Oh, I don't think she was hers, hers chaos her, magic. Yeah, hers, her, her magic is chaos magic. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So the Scarlet Witch, not um, not Agatha. I guess I can't use chaos magic because oh, okay. um, yeah, it's only the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, so okay. as you saw in the, the Doctor Strange too, you, you know she, chaos was going to chaotic. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Her lack of a better word. So I was just like, oh, I was chaos. so confused though on Aunt. What what, what was her full name? Because I just kept calling her Anne. Anthina or Antina? You're right, Anthea. Anthea, yeah. I'm like, because they said goddess of something. And I was like, Axis? Yeah, like, what was that? What? That's what I was wondering. I was like, what is Axis? So to me, it just looks like she can she... turn something on its axis. As in, I was thinking of geometry. Oh! That's what I thought when I was watching it. You're, you're a very smart woman. <laughs> Thank you very much. Because I was trying to figure out. I was like, this looks like she's rearranging stuff around. I don't understand what Doctor they mean Strange-ish. by actions. I was like, it so we just, she got, everybody's having Doctor Strange powers. <laughs> Every film now. Well, the DC world, you know, from that other really bad movie we watched. Um, <laughs> Black Adam. You had that one guy with the helmet. Oh, yeah, yeah. do the same thing. And I was like, this is Doctor Strange. <laughs> um, and I was like, I felt that she did the same thing too. But apparently she can turn things in a circle. So you can like go to the other point and she, I know she can manipulate time and space. That's what I thought, but it, on an axis. So mm. I thought about gears, and I thought about I'm cert- I just thought about geometry, which I was better at than algebra. That in makes school. sense now, because I was like, when they said the power of axis, I'm like, what the heck is that? Right, and I was like, at first you think like an actual axis, <laughs> and then I was like, at first I was like, all I could think of was the allies versus the axis. I was like, I have no idea what they are talking about with the power of axis. <laughs> and then I was thinking at first I was thinking actual axis. And then, um, in, I hate to bring this up, but Shadow and Bone has new characters, and one of the girls' name is Tamar, and she uses axes mm. for fighting, and I love it. And I was like, and I was like, is she going to come up with some axes in her hand, too? Because <laughs> I, was, I was recently watching that, so I was mm-hmm. like, more axes. But then I was like, <laughs> then I saw her power, and I saw her hands. I was like, oh, like geometry, turn it ah, on axes. Yeah. See, I did not clue into that at all. Yeah, so that's like she can manipulate space and time and move you 
another place. And what was Hespera? Uh, Helimeric? Elements. Elements. So okay, she can okay, control yeah. water. She can control earth. You know, all that stuff. Mm. She had all the elements down. It was like she could just call, control whatever. Yeah, because the chaos one I really didn't like. I was like, oh, she mad. She mad. Because what she did in the beginning, I love how they opened the show up with the museum. Mm-hmm. And like it's like a slow open, pull you in. And then you just see they went to grab the... Um, the staff of the wizard, Jaimin <laughs> Hansu, who's like in everybody's everything, everywhere, all at once. He be in everywhere. Like, they don't care. He just be in everybody's stuff. I was like, you so you in the MCU and the, East, and okay. But um, Jaimin Hansu had the staff of the power of Shazam. And they, of course, I didn't even realize that he broke that thing in the first. <laughs> Until they showed the picture, they're like, well, how did it get to Egypt? And then they do the flashback Billy, to the Billy first bro- movie when he stacks it. it across his leg and then drops it. <laughs> and they're like, and all siblings are like, you just left it there? He was like, well, how do I, how are you guys going to blame me? We were all there. You saw me drop it. Nobody <laughs> nobody else said that. Like, you didn't think this was like an actual good power source. <laughs> wait, like, wait, wait. This is a unique relic. You can't just like, but so somebody so else funny. just picked it up. And then yeah. how did it end up in England? But it like, also kind of highlights like that these are, well, with the exception of the oldest sister, who's like an actual teenager, teenager, and has a little bit like more mature thought. But like, these are all children. Because like, right. an adult probably would be like, oh, probably wouldn't want to just leave this, this powerful he wouldn't have broke it actually he probably would have been like i'm gonna hang on to this i, I, mean, I just thought it was I, hilarious i don't think i didn't have a problem with him breaking it because he's like I, I see it as like making sure nobody else can like abuse it and whatnot so i that part i didn't have a problem with but the like just leave it <laughs> he just dropped it and didn't pick it back up he didn't go back and get it he didn't put it in one of those rooms with all the doors right? nothing right so um but okay so let's talk about some like interesting p- parts of the film um, some main things I wanted to mention. I love the addition of the little writing pen. Mm. Like the writing pen, Steve. Yeah. And his name is Steve. <laughs> I love that. An awesome thing with the most random, like the most generic name. This is yes. Steve. And one of the most comedic parts yes, of the movie. Because they would write everything. And then he was like, no, no, wait, actually, let's stay, uh, dear, so, like, uh, sincerely, no, maybe we should say, uh, yours, really. and it's like, and it's writing all of this, and Yo, it's like, oh, best. we're so, gr- it's so great that Steve can, like, go through and, like, do our spelling and grammar connect- corrections and, and edit. Yeah. Steve don't edit nothing. <laughs> Whatever you say is what he's going to write down. My favorite scene was Helen Mirren reading that letter <laughs> with everything in there, so you could just see how they were talking, you're just like, this is this is some BS right here. That was hilarious. Y'all, I still can't get over it because I, I was like dying of laughter. I was like, no, she did not read this whole thing. And then it was like, blah, blah, blah. you guys want to get a Gatorade? And then, then I, my favorite part at the end of that was like, um, Lucy Lou's character coming like, what is Gatorade? I, what is Gatorade? And I was like, oh my God, this whole... So, yes, that was one of my favorite things that happened in that film. <laughs> it was hilarious. Another thing was I love that um, I love that they showed that they were kids. Like, Adam, um, Adam, is it Adam Levy? Yeah. Oh, wait, Adam no, Levy? Adam Brody. Adam Brody, mm. yeah. Adam Brody playing um, the older version of his of, of his, his other um, Freddie. Freddie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, no, our main guy. What's our main guy's name? Zachary Levi. Sorry, I was forgetting his name. Mm. The, I just love how he embodied a kid in his big manly older person body <laughs> he even i hate to say this but he looked a little more aged in this one he did i was like oh glow up i, I mean like, he was all, he was a cute kid anyway but i was no, like no 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 not the kids i'm talking about zachary levi 
Oh, he okay. looked a bit more like he looked aged. In, in I mean, he just looked a bit older mm. in the face. And I was like, "Oh, Zachary, you getting old, boo? You getting old?" Because he looked different in the first one, mm. and then he just looks much older now. But I think it's because of the span of time mm. change. But I like that, even though he was like that, he still embodied a kid spirit <laughs> within his acting. He's all muscular and buff like this and strong, and mm-hmm. he's like, but he was like. I'm a kid though. Like inside, I'm a kid. It was just great to me to see all of them. Like Megan Good act like this cute little girl. <laughs> I would love how this scene where they were saving people, she was like, these kittens though. I mean, <laughs> these kittens matter more to me than you three white chicks that might die. But I'm gonna come oh back for you though. But these kittens though. <laughs> oh my god. And I love her saving the world. Um, her character, Darla. The little girl, and by the way, she was the little girl. She was the second daughter on This Is Us. Oh, I love okay. Her. Um, she was one of um, Sterling K. Brown's children. Okay. In the show. I love seeing her still acting and doing stuff. But I, I really enjoyed her solving the problem with unicorns that were like extra buff <laughs> with Skittles. I like how they place things in the story, and it just came those right unicorns were off the chain when right? they came through and like Scary. speared that. Oh, I was like, oh snap. And I was like, y'all sure y'all should be listening to Dar-? When they were rolling up, I was like, are y'all sure y'all should be listening to Darla? Are you sure? I mean, I love a little girl, but she's still a little girl. You know? <laughs> I just, I, it was it was great. Um, even the other, um, the other kid, he was like, everyone was like, this is not the time for family secrets. And then everyone was like saying something. And then he was like, I'm gay. And I was like, Pedro. Pedro. And it was like, everybody knew. And it was like, you know. He's like, you guys knew? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he wanted to watch baseball so badly. <laughs> but I like that he discovered that little spot. I, I feel like all the kids shined mm-hmm. and did their thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was a really good family ensemble piece. It really I, was. I love how the father didn't know why lightning kept striking their house. <laughs> it was because they kept shazamming out in the house before they left. And I love how at the end they have like the, the cross stitch and said, no shazamming in the house. In the new house. <laughs> At first, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, um, didn't they know that the kids got the powers? Or they didn't know at all? Yeah, they never did tell them. Okay, that's what happened. Because I was like, I thought the parents knew. They never told them. They never told okay, them. Okay, so they didn't I tell mean, them. I mean, we, what well, we saw in the movie, they told them just now in the movie. Oh, but I thought Even they Even though the, the father, you saw the father watching um, Freddy on the TV, and he's looking, he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Where are the kids? <laughs> he was like cluing in, and then they, you they know, they just appeared. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay. He was like, okay, never mind. Maybe that was a crazy mm-hmm. thought. <laughs> I, know, I just think it's hilarious. I love the whole. Uh, I loved um, Billy and Rosa, who plays his uh, foster mom, just coming that together. Storyline was, was so nice, and was like, it was so on, satisfying. Billy. It's it so one sad. of the things that made the movie so great, having these heartfelt little mm-hmm. pieces, like these character arcs, like him holding so so tightly to his family too tightly to his family because he's never had one and doesn't want to lose him mm-hmm. and then like rosa is foster mom and he always just calls her rosa until the end of the movie yeah, and he's, he's like mom it's like, oh! my heart my the feels they're coming on too strong <laughs> i was just in freddie like made me like literally tear up the way he was banging on that globe when billy was like gonna sacrifice himself to get i think her name was calypso one of them was, oh, yeah, yeah, Calypso was Calypso Lucy Liu's. Calypso was Lucy Liu's character. Mm-hmm. When he was like, I have to take her out with this big-ass dragon. I like that he called her Khaleesi. Like the, <laughs> that was funny. Just the, just, well, I love when cultural nods, like, I like when pop culture things, like, nod to each other. Mm-hmm. I love that. But uh, he was like, the way he was banging on there, I was like, 
come out, Billy. Don't I let know. him cry. His I face know. was just like, oh, I broke my heart. I was like, not Freddie. Not because he's like the least one to cry. You know, and his little crazy self. He was out there doing and some stuff by himself. It was a great storyline <laughs> also because of um, Billy's sacrifice. Because he's like, yeah. he knows that he was probably going to have to die in order to, to like save everybody. To save everyone. And he was willing to do it because he is. He was a true hero. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to protect my family. And he's like, his brother, Freddie's like, no, all or nothing. He's right. That's right. I can save all of my family and none of them get hurt. And right. I'm like, oh my you know, there's all these nasty monsters and the mythology was all over this show. I mean, but I think I like the internal struggles of Billy the most mm. and how he was having slight imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. even though he was already giving these powers. And then even I don't the think it was, even was really slight. I think it was kind of medium to very They talked about it in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It was full on imposter syndrome because he was literally when it was getting too hype, the, the fire, the smoke was too much. He was like, you know what? You need to give these powers to somebody else. He was like, wizard, take these back because I'm just a kid. I'm stupid. I don't He's know what I'm like, doing. I'm not worthy. You didn't pick the right person. And then the Merlin, um, I kept calling him Merlin. <laughs> the wizard um, mm-hmm. was just like, oh, God, I gave my powers to, I gave this power to this kid. He was even thinking to himself, like, maybe I did the wrong thing. I mean, he didn't even think it. He told him. He mm-hmm. was like, I, I gave it to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are not worthy. And then I loved, uh, then again, he turned around and he's like, you know what? Let me remind myself of why I gave you those powers. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you. So that you can remember that you had the best heart for what you did. He like you saw what you did at the end of that movie. You took the power, but you shared it with your brothers and sisters without hesitating. Yeah, nobody will share the kind of power, mm-hmm. you know. But you shared it with them, and then y'all together took down the bad the baddies in the first episode, mm-hmm. first um movie. movie. <laughs> so he was like, remember? I love that that boosted him up, and he made him remember why he was powerful, why he was important, and that he was okay the way mm-hmm. he was. I really like that. And I really like that he understood what it meant to let go of his family, let them do what they wanted, but mm-hmm. also still keep them close. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that. And I that. also love the storyline um, where his oldest sister... Um, Mary? Oh, is it Mary? Mm-hmm. Mary was like, this is like a real issue because she's like the most mature, so she understands more about these kind of like adult things that the mm-hmm. children aren't like paying as much attention to. She's like they're not getting any money for me anymore because mm-hmm. I've aged out. I'm 18 now. Like, mm-hmm. they're not getting any state help. And he's like, you're, she's like, you're about to be 18. He's just like, you don't want me to go to college, but I want to be able to go out, get a job, and help mm-hmm. this family. Like, they, they're struggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, he's, you, and then he had this thought that they were going to, like, get put him out. Them. Yeah. So sad. But that's the problem with children who have been, uh, like, abandoned. They have such abandonment issues. And so a lot of times they like do a preemptive thing mm-hmm. beforehand. They're like, well, I'm going to, they either do something to keep something together. Mm-hmm. Like they, like he was doing too tightly mm-hmm. or they like run away before mm-hmm. you could have a chance to abandon them. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the two. So he took like the first one um, and was like, well, I'm going to hold everybody together. Cause it looked like everybody wanted to just do themselves. It, it seemed like the kids got t- bored of saving the world. <laughs> and I was like, the kids don't want to save nothing. They want to just chill at home. <laughs> Even the way they, the first thing. Well, I think, you you know what I think it was more so? Mm -hmm. I think it was not so much that they were bored of saving the world. I think they were bored of like little incidents where he was like, 
everybody has to be for this one little thing where it's only going to take two people, but it's like everybody's coming. They're like, it doesn't take all of us for this one. <laughs> well, that one thing, what I was going to say was that one thing on the bridge, I was like, they needed all hands on deck for that. Mm. But it was, I think it was also that because they kept having like family huddles <laughs> and meetings. He kept calling meetings. I was like, what the heck is he doing? <laughs> and they're like, family meeting at the lair. One, I love how the kids turned the lair out. Because it was like just kind of like dark and ancient looking. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, we need to turn this out. So they turned it to their own little hangout. I, that was beautiful little That was notes. really cool. But I, I felt like they were like, oh, he calls more another meeting, another <laughs> this. And then you saw how Freddie was like, well, I'm just going to do some stuff by myself. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't need all of us for that. And he did, went off by himself. Mm-hmm. So... I understand. I understand where the kids were coming from. The other kids and Mary was like, "I want to do my organic chemistry homework because <laughs> that's what I want to do." And she's like, "I don't want to be here for this." She's like, "This is your issue, not me." <laughs> well, I don't think it was a like, "I don't want to be here." She was like, "I'm here for the family, but y'all also need you need to let me be able to do, do things like thing. go to college yeah, and stuff." Like, yeah. I felt bad that they didn't let her go to school. I was like, "Go to school, like you can Shazam from from the dorm room." <laughs> So I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the the rise and fall. I enjoyed the villains, the three sisters. I like how yeah. they're all in like different age groups and stuff. And because I was like seeing Helen Mirren fighting, like she was a beast, like yeah, snapping, like just dropping folks and like her fight with Shazam. I was like, damn, Helen, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there was some stunt people behind that. But she looked good doing it, okay? Yeah, she did. And I, I'm, I applaud people for their age group still being mm-hmm. physical as much as they can. I mean, like, again, yeah. I'm sure there was some and stuff. W- but, yeah. Speaking of that, I think that's another thing that made it a good movie. They had, like, a good villain. Yeah. Like, com- good, like, kind of slightly complicated villains. Like, I mean, Lucy Liu was kind of... No, yeah, Lucy was. But you also understood, like, like... Because, like, when Helen Mirren explained it to Shazam, she was like, so if someone came and stole your gold mm-hmm. and they dropped it along the way and your neighbor saw it and he picked it up and he kept it, it was like, would you not be, take it personally? And it's like, oh, put it like that. She right. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was like, I'm pissed off. We're here to avenge our father and um, recreate our world. And that's what they wanted to do. So she had... A probable cause, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a valid reason to be upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a valid reason to come. But Lucy just wanted to, like, rain fire and fury. She was, like, she pure vengeance, she's which like, wasn't right. well, we're just going to destroy their world. And she's like, uh, no, the point was to recreate ours, not to, like, destroy theirs just because we salty. About the only it. thing I would say that I did not get was I don't know why Anthea was in the school in the first place. I think it didn't make sense. It made sense to me. At first I thought that maybe she had always been kind of living her life as like a human girl in that age. But I think she was specifically sent by her sisters to that school. Cause mm-hmm. remember at the end of Shazam, um, they had, um, Freddie meet like Superman and mm-hmm. the other heroes and stuff. So she knew that Freddie knew, um, the oh, other siblings. So she was they trying to get close. Specifically because they were cited there. Mm-hmm. So she was, so doing she was like, like, okay, you know, you already know one of the Shazam, um, like group. So I'm, we're going to find them through you. But she didn't know Freddie was the Shazam. She knew she Freddie because of like the end of the movie, like the after credit scene with, um, Superman, because I think Shazam was there too, wasn't he? Or yeah. like, or maybe they took a separate picture with just Shazam okay, and Freddy. So, so because Freddy was seen with Shazam, he's like, yeah, he's a buddy of mine. 
So that's why. Because, like, nobody else was, like, claiming to be, like, I know they were Because I was watching the film, and as much as I knew they didn't want to create a relationship between her and Mm -hmm. Freddie, at the same time, I was like, why is... You 6,000 years old? What are you doing in this school? (laughs) I was like, I can just be, like, my young self and just be doing stuff. (laughs) You know? And she's like, I'm actually 6,000 years old. And then her, the mom rose was like, what is it with our sons and older women? <laughs> right? Because, like, you know. And when they initially say they're like, I am concerned about this now. <laughs> Shazam's date with Wonder Woman. And I was like, was she really Oh, my there? God. That, no, that was a dream, remember? Was it a dream? Yeah, because remember he woke up. Oh, that's right. When he was trying to tell him the daughters of Atlas, and then, it, oh, like, he woke that's up. that's right. That's right. Wow. No, he did not actually have a date okay, with Wonder a Woman. Dream. Okay. But that was hilarious too, with like the yeah. wizard's face being it was like, so gross. Ah! I was like, uh, it doesn't work, it doesn't abort, abort. Um, but overall, this was such a fantastic film. Mm. I just it's a great watch. Like, I would totally go back and watch it again. It is super hilarious, super funny. It is. The comedy writers, they just like got golden. For both both films, like the comedy was always on point, mm-hmm. the kid aspect, and I just and felt it just, like they say true to themselves. And, and they this just was even better than the first because it had even more heart, right? Because right. like you can have a great comedy film, but like what's really gonna put it over? Well, like yeah, of course, story, but story having some type of theme that has mm-hmm. like some type mm-hmm. of human condition that you can connect with, mm-hmm. like just really puts it over the top. Right. right. Are we ready to review now, or do you want to bring up any other points? Ah, there was something that I wanted was it to the mention. End credit scenes, huh? Was it the end credit scenes? I mean, there, it was funny with the little slug thing. Even though I had no idea like what that Mark was. Strong. He was the first. Villain. No, no, no. I'm talking about the oh. the little centipede thing. I don't know thing. what it is either. I'm not a but DC I thought person. it was funny. It's like you took forever to get here. It's like I'm a slug. It takes me forever to get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't have wings. I don't have legs. <laughs> It took me two years to get here, okay? <laughs> I slither everywhere. <laughs> that was yeah. funny to me. It was a random-ass scene. I had no idea what it was about, but I just thought it was hilarious. It was. He was talking to this worm in his cell. It was. But I really loved, I loved the Wonder Woman cameo. Because yeah. I was like, I heard, if I hadn't heard that, um, that Wonder Woman was going to make an appearance in here, I don't know if I would have known that she was coming back, but like, that was awesome, where it's like, there are no more gods left. And mm. it's like, there is one left. I was like, ah! Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I would have loved for them to have the Justice League like done properly. But again, they just didn't do the other films right. So I would like to see the Justice League, like an Avengers type thing. It would have been nice. But I don't like how they did Justice League, their film. Like, mm. There was no unity. of the. I mean, yeah, the Avengers had their moments, but they came back together again mm-hmm. and, did, and did the damn thing. Mm-hmm. So I would hope they could come up with something better for the sake of that uh, DC world. But mm-hmm. I don't have much faith in them. So, <laughs> Well, anyway. I mean, it, I understand why. But at the same time, like, oh, Too by the way, evidence. you still need to see The Batman. The Batman is really a great movie. That's even separate, though. That's like a whole separate um, Batman It movie. is, but that's great. And they're about to reset everything. So now with new creative heads, hmm. there might, you know, maybe with this changing of the guard, we'll have more, there will be more hope for... And there's not going to be another Black Adam. <laughs> He's seething about this. I know The Rock is seething. I mean, if they decided to redo it, maybe they would do it better because just because it didn't work one time doesn't mean like you know because after what was it batman and robin (laughs) a lot of people were like oh god Mm -hmm. like batman is done Mm -hmm. and then they came out with the dark knight trilogy and it's like oh it was awesome so it's like it depends on who's who's leading okay question before we do the review Mm, the rating rating. yeah Mm -hmm. sorry 
are do you think we're getting oversaturated with superheroes? Um, I think it's overkill. I'm gonna say something that Kevin Feige said because they asked him the same thing, mm. and he was like saying that do you think there's like an oversaturation of comic book movies is like having seen Gone with the Wind and saying do you think there's an oversaturation of adaptations of books? It's like. It's not just one thing. It's like it's a whole it's not even just a genre. Like it's things being adapted from this material. There's so much material that you could go forever and not run out. It's just you have to make sure that you do a great job with the material. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think I, well, I think he, he's already said that he's recognized that they've put too much out too quickly. And that is probably more so the issue than well, yeah, I guess that does create oversaturation. Mm. But you have to give people time to rest in mm. between. And I think that makes more sense as what the issue has been, is that they've been putting too much stuff out too close together. And then you're almost like cannibalizing your other stuff because then you're not giving people time to like really appreciate the things and give time to one project before the next one is coming out because they like sped up mm-hmm. their release cycle as compared to like, you know, five years ago with the amount of stuff they would put out. So then it's like, yeah, it's too much, too close together. But to say that there's too many comic book movies, no, but too close together. There's like multiverse everything now. There is. But if it's all, if it's, if they're all great products, there's not a problem with that. Mm. It's just, if you're just going to, because you're going to put it out just because it's a comic book movie. Mm that's not going to do well just because it's a comic book movie. You have to have a good reason to do it. Like, I think I can do something great with the story. Right. And that's what the issue is going to be. And not an issue, but like I said, I think Kevin Feige had a great response to that question. Cause I'm it's glad like, you memorized that whole thing. Because I was like, <laughs> it sounded like you memorized everything he said. I was like, damn, Whitney, <laughs> were you in his mouth? And I, I, was, I, I mean, I was paraphrasing, but that's no, essentially really what he nice. said. He compared, and I thought that was a, I mean, well, very that well his, said. Yeah, his, what he said was very well said. Because doing the comparison of Gone with the Wind to yeah. say that that's like saying that it's after seeing comic, movies. yeah. Yeah, and you're like, but there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of books. Like, right. What about? Exactly. Right. Okay. All right. So let's go to review. Now, I mean, rating. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I give this movie nine glasses. We are have synergy today because I also give it nine glasses. I mean, I think it's the only reason why I didn't get a ten for me was um. Uh, I don't. I felt like it's it hard needed. To- it's hard, it's, it's hard, hard to, to be pin like down. a pin down. Yeah, like to, again, it's, it's if great. you get an eight from me, you're a solid film mm-hmm. where I would highly recommend someone go watch. Mm-hmm. Tens are reserved for like t- stuff that is like. It just blew, blew, blew me, me away, away for some reason. But this it's, is such a good watch. Like, that's why I say it's a nine for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's a strong nine. Yes. Because it's, it's like, it's almost perfect. Nothing was wrong. I would, like I said, I wouldn't add anything to it. I wouldn't. I don't think the movie needs anything else. It's just really good. It's just not a ten to me. Yeah, this is a good solid nine. Exactly. Same for me. There's sometimes like, like when I, I think I forget what exactly our ratings were for Wakanda Forever because I think we gave it like nine. But you rated it nine. I gave it a nine, and I was like, 
I can't say that it was. Have mis- you watched it again though? I, I have not yet. See, that's you need to watch it again. Mm. You will see why it deserves a ten. But it's just it's sometimes that you watch things and you're like, this was really great, but for some reason mm-hmm. I just can't in my head put it at a ten. Mm. I can't say that there's anything wrong with it, but there's just something. It's not a ten. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you wa- watch Black Panther two again and let me know what, okay. if you change your rating, because sometimes a rewatch makes you change things. That's Rewatching true. it at home, I've been appreciating it more. Like I said, I've been diving. And there's into some stuff. things you don't pick up on on the first watch through. Especially where you, if you only watched it in the theater one time. Mm. There's so much hype and everyone's a little emotional. And then you like don't even you can't always hear everything they say. So you mm. know I watch everything with captions. So mm, like having the captions me. also mm. helps because you're like oh that's what they said and it makes it more impactful. Just right. like. I saw Hamilton for the first time at the Altria Theater, and I was like, yeah, it's good. But when I saw it on Disney+, Plus, the recorded thing, and I could have the captions and stuff, because, you know, the rapping is so quick oh, yeah. that you can't always pick up everything, but knowing what they're saying, you're like, this is genius. Yeah. I gave Hamilton the film a 10. Mm-hmm. I was so blown yeah, away by same it. Same for me. I would give it a 10. I was like, what? But what, it what? helps. Sorry. But like that, <laughs> that contributes to it to like know what they, being able to pick up on everything they're saying. When you know all of the things they're saying, you're shot. like, wow, that is genius. Right. right. So, all in all, guys, go watch Shazam mm-hmm. Fury of the Gods. It's fantastic. It's great. And yes, if you have a sour has. taste from Black Adam, this, this is a great better. palate cleanser. It's <laughs> not even a palate, palate cleanser. It's like a palate cleanser. That's a good one with me. It's not even a palate cleanser. It's just something good. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yes. I loved it. <laughs> Same. I'm loving it. Anyway. All right, guys. That's all for us. A bit of a longer episode today because we did blurt out a lot. Um, maybe we should reduce it to like one per person. <laughs> Anyway. No, there's other stuff that's deserving of us talking about, know, but might but not be deserving be of a full long. episode. You don't want to have a too long podcast episode. You put the People you've been putting them. the actual start of the review in there. They be all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. So we're gonna blurt out. I hope you enjoy the rest of your month. And don't forget to keep like tabs with us. Uh, comment, you know, subscribe, follow, everything. Y'all know what to Email do. Email us, join the newsletter, you guys. Yeah, 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 and blurt out. Let us know what you want us to watch, maybe. Like, if you have some good suggestions, throw it out there. We'll look at stuff. Yeah, Y'all know what's up. All right, <laughs> enjoy it, and I, we see you in April. Blurt out. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to our show on whatever podcast listening app you use and share the show with other blurred and non-blurred family and friends. And if you like this episode, please subscribe to our email newsletter at blurredtalkbw.ck.page and also rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Intro and outro music is Twilight by Caption. You can find them on SoundCloud, username Caption spelled C-A-P-S-H-U-N. Show notes by Bola Hansen, audio engineering by Whitney Booker. And don't forget to get social, you guys. You can email us at blurredtalkbw at gmail.com. And our social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok is at blurredtalkbw. And our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash at blurredtalkbw. And we've got our individual things going on, too. You can find the Triple F Queen on Instagram at triple f queen b as in boy and my youtube channel is youtube.com slash at triple f queen b and you can find me whitney at luminabi studios my company and the email address is wit at luminabi.com spelled w-h-i-t at l-u-m-e-n-a-b-i dot c-o-m 
and you can also find me on Twitter at Luminavi Studios.